What is up, everybody? This is Garrett from the False Neutral Podcast, and I am here on this beautiful fall morning to show off my supermotor that I've been talking about on the podcast recently. Here it is. What do you think? Looks pretty good, huh? So, if you've been listening to the podcast, you'll know that this supermoto started life as a 2006 YZ450F dirt bike, and it was just kind of a spare motorcycle that I had for friends to ride when we went off-road riding, and I decided that I'm going to make it street legal, so I did, and this is the result. So few things that I did to it. Well, originally, this was a 50th anniversary motorcycle, and um, it was yellow, and I wanted it blue because I feel like Yamahas should be blue. That might be controversial, but it is what it is. So I put blue plastics on it, and I had Motopro Graphics make these graphics for it, and I found these really cool turn signals straight from China, eight dollars shipped and they're bright they work really well you'll see this one's got a scuff in it remember I crashed this bike five minutes after finishing it um, figured out that I had a rear axle issue with the bearings and the rear wheel so got that resolved hopefully no more crashes from here on out but I was pretty lucky because it landed on this side and it just Put a little scratch in the turn signal, little scratch in the foot peg and the kickstand, and on my handguard here. But otherwise, not a single scratch on the plastics or anything, so I kind of lucked out there. So, at any rate, I'll take you for a ride for it in just a minute. I'm going to show you a few other things. Uh, headlight here, so there's no... Well, there is an off-the-shelf kit for these motorcycles to make them street legal, but there's nothing that really works very well. So, I made everything for this bike. Um, I got a headlight, but I had to make these brackets for it to sit out far enough because I put an LED headlight in it, and it's a little bit too deep, so I had to space the headlight away from uh, the CDI behind it a little bit. Uh, I made all of the brackets for the turn signals and, and the license plate holder and all of that. I made the wiring harness for it too. You'll see that over here. Um, I use automotive wire and this super cool nylon braided sheathing to hide it all. Uh, the purpose when I built this was really to make it as factory-like as possible. And I think that I did a pretty good job with it. So without further ado, let's take it for a ride and see how it works. Somehow when I crashed, I tore the pinky off of my glove here. Luckily I still have it, but if I wasn't wearing these gloves, I probably wouldn't. I'm not exactly sure how that happened, but it did. All right. Key on. 
broken glass here. Hopefully I don't get a flat. So if it's windy, I apologize. Um, I'll put my visor down. This microphone is new and I haven't used it yet. I don't really know how much wind noise it'll pick up, but we won't be going too fast anyways. So let's get dizzy getting out of this parking lot. One thing that I've noticed about riding a supermoto that looks like a dirt bike is everybody thinks that it is a dirt bike. And so you get the most awful looking stares from people that think you're just riding a dirt bike around town. And rightfully so. It really doesn't look like a typical motorcycle, so I don't blame them. I also feel like I'm just about to hit my head on these crossbars. So. This Trail Tech computer I love. It's got a bunch of different modes on it, but. It keeps track of maintenance reminders and RPM and water temp and everything else. These mirrors, on the other hand, are absolutely the worst mirrors ever designed for a motorcycle. Even at slow speeds, they wobble so badly that you cannot make out anything behind you. And at higher speeds, it's even worse. I mean, they shake like a flag in the wind. So I might have to do something a little bit different. But for now, at least they keep me legal. and I can just do head checks to look behind me. So I'll admit, almost every single motorcycle you could buy is a better starting point for a supermoto than this one. But I had this one, and so it is what it is. But there are drawbacks to the YZ450F. One of the drawbacks, and probably the biggest one, is lighting. You really only have one option for lighting on the YZ450F, which is a 50 watt stator, and that's 50 watts AC. So by the time you rectify it, if you're gonna use DC, if you want a battery, then you really only have about 35 usable watts. Now, luckily, there's a lot of LED lighting options to be able to get away with 35 watts, but you really can't get too carried away with auxiliary lights or anything like that. The CRF450, on the other hand, you can bolt on a 100 watt stator, lighting stator, and really get a lot more power out of it. Because of the YZ's design, you really can't put too big of a stator in it. Your other option, and if you can really even call it an option, is to put a WR trans, or not transmission, crankshaft, 
in the YZ and the crankshaft end and the side cover with the WR and the flywheel and everything else you can put more wattage to it but then you basically have to rebuild the whole motor to do it and I just wasn't going to so a much better starting point would probably be something like a YZ450X those come from the factory uh, with the wide ratio transmission fuel injection uh, and then they're also not detuned because they're not intended for use on the street so they don't have any kind of emission controls or anything Which leads me to a couple other disadvantages about the YZ. The transmission. It's a narrow ratio for motocross use. Whereas a WR or a CR450X or some of the other bikes have a wide ratio transmission. Which is probably better suited for road gearing. I currently have this geared with a 16 front sprocket and a 43 rear which is okay, but first gear and slow speed is a little bit tough. It's a little too tall. And it turns about 5,600 RPMs at 60 miles an hour. I think starting off with a KTM 450 XCW or even a 500 or 525, something electric start, something with the ride wide ratio transmission would be a whole lot better. But nevertheless, this thing actually does work okay. It is brutally powerful. These 450 bikes feel powerful in the dirt, but once you get them on the street where you don't have any loss of traction, and you get them geared to pull really hard, they do. It's really unbelievable. Most people that ride these supermotos say that when they ride them for the first time, they never go back to anything else because they're so much fun. And that's probably true for most people. Despite the way that I'm riding right now, I feel like my preferred kind of riding is just cruising on the road at a slower speed and that's definitely not what the supermotor likes to do. Considering that effectively it's a dirt bike It's only 258 pounds with a full tank of gas in it. 
and it makes about 56 horsepower or so. It's very quick, very nimble. But then again, it's only 258 pounds, and so you feel everything in the road, the wind beats you up. It's extremely narrow. As I said on the podcast, the seat's only about three inches wide, and it doesn't take long for it to literally be inside your butt. You almost wear this motorcycle like a G-string after a 30-minute ride. Uh, they do make wider seats for them, and that's something that I might invest in. I haven't really decided. This motorcycle really was just kind of a project to make street legal, but I don't really anticipate riding it very much. Just around town. But if you really liked twisty roads, and you had good twisty roads around you, around your house or where you ride, a supermoto really would be a good bike for you. The road manners aren't too terrible. And depending on your style of riding, you could really get used to it just commuting around. It does everything on the road okay. Unless you're in tight corners, then it is really remarkable. There's really nothing quite like it. You know, people debate about leader bikes versus 600s. And I feel like the purists gravitate towards the 600s just because of how nimble they are. Well, imagine that and then taking away you know, 200 pounds of weight. And it's pretty incredible how nimble these supermotos are. They draw a lot of attention though good and bad. Like I said earlier, there's some people that just see it and think it's a dirt bike and just hate you for riding it. But then there's people who are pretty into motorcycles and have never really seen anything like it before and want to know everything about it. Those were the most pathetic wheelies. I'm sorry for that. That is actually the first time that I wheelied this bike. Also, like I said earlier, I am much more into just cruising at slow speeds.
My mirrors are wobbling. Boy, they are building houses all over the place. So at any rate, if you like twisty roads, or if you want to actually get into supermoto racing, then by all means, do it. If you want to have a street legal supermoto, don't start with a YZ450F. A CR450R is definitely a better starting point. Lighting is easier. Uh, and then, you know, honestly, maintenance is a little easier on the 452, the CR. They only have one camshaft, and it makes valve adjusts a little bit easier. But even better than both of those are the KTM, which will come with electric start and lighting output already. Um, but honestly, the... YZ450X, I think, would probably be the best bike if you can make it street legal in your state. Electric start and fuel injection and lighting output and all that. It's really a great bike to start off with. It's true, though. There is almost nothing more fun than a supermoto to ride. And we made it. Well guys, thanks for riding along with me. And leave any questions, comments, anything like that. Tell me if I'm wrong about the YZ. And we will talk to you soon.